Oh, it's the 12th of May and welcome to The Reality Check. My name is Nigel Booth, The Reality Coach, and today we have got an amazing show for you. We're talking to a number of guys that are actually helping homeless people and they've been doing for quite a long time and we're going to come to them very, very shortly. But before that, as usual, in the captain's chair, how's it going, my friend? Yeah, it's going good, thank you. Good week? Yeah, it's been a challenging week, but it's been, it's been good. I'm having some problems with the car at the moment, so, yeah. yeah so. I'll tell you what I did want to say before we go any further. How inspired was I last week by our guest? Mm. 71 years old and ran from Johnny Groats to Land's End. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah, inspired Yeah, me. I've been buzzing off that yeah, all week. It yeah. did inspire me, actually. I got out on the bike at the weekend. As well. I'm not quite running yet, but I got, on, got me out on the bike and I hadn't been out for a while. On well, the, again, right, I've been bike. out with Sage on, you know, and I've really upped my pace trying to get a little bit mm. fitter. 71. He didn't start running until he was 50, 51. Yeah, that's incredible. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Mm. But in the show today, uh, we've got a group of people, actually. We've got four people in here and we've got Christian, we've got TJ, we've got Steve, and we've got Julia, and Julia's at the one at the back. She's doing all of the filming and the photographs. But guys, welcome to the reality, Jack. Um, it really is good, and we're going to be talking about the work that you do with homelessness. So, Christian, can I come to you first, if that's okay? Because you're the guy that sort of started all this off. Is that right? Yeah, me and Steve did uh, many moons ago with Chloe because um, we were operating in, Bid- uh, in Bedford, okay. doing a soup run in Bedford. Then when Chloe joined Emmaus, she's from this area. So we started getting involved with Northampton. So, yeah, that yeah. was the start of it. So what, for you, what was the, the incentive for you to start working with homeless people? I think as soon as I um, came off the streets and um, become part of the Emmaus community, all I wanted to do was help people on the streets. So, so you, you were homeless yourself then? Yeah, for two years. I used to live in the woods outside Bedford. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, am I okay to ask a little bit about why you became homeless? Yeah, um, it's basically, um, it's just, I lost my mum day after my birthday. Um, about five, six weeks later, I lost my dad oh, from wow. a heart attack. Um, then Christmas came, didn't have my children. And just, I was, I think I couldn't get back to work because mentally I wasn't strong enough. Yeah. Because I was relying on alcohol. Okay. So, and every day came, I just couldn't work. I was just drinking and drinking. My savings went, and one day I found I had about £36 in my bank account. I couldn't pay for my hotel room or rent. Wow. And I just ended up in the woods with nothing, you know. And the hotel I was staying in, I slept in the reception after 11 o'clock. The receptionist let me stay in the reception for a couple Mm. of nights. Um, a few people gave me sleeping bags and a tent and just headed off into the woods and that was my life for two years wow. until my sister found out about Emmaus. Wow, wow, wow. How, how did it feel when, when, when initially you, you uh, realised that I've got nowhere to live? What did it feel like? Hollow, empty, because um, I haven't got any family around, no friends and stuff like that yeah, to fall yeah, back yeah. on. I was just there and I remember... Um, one night going back to my camp and obviously dog walkers have found my stuff, reported to the park rangers and they removed all my gear. Wow. So at night time I just ended up being in a, you know, fetus position under a tree until oh, the next God. day before I could try and do something else. It's, it, it's, it's incredible how, and I don't mean to sound anything harsh about this, but how easy is it to become homeless? Um, 
Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of stories in my time at Emmaus. It's my sixth year now, and a lot of the stories it is quite an easy thing. Because I think you know, a lot of a few people... few steps away. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I think that, you know, unless you've been homeless, you know, I, I think a lot of people... Of course, everybody, I think most people will see homeless people and they'll have either one or the other of a judgment. You know, they'll either think it's it's a choice and that's their choice or they'll, you know, they'll try and do some help. But from a, a homeless person's point of view, going down that path of, of like, this is just a couple of steps away. And then all before you know it, you're just standing there and people are just staring at you because you're homeless. A, a real sensitive issue that we're talking today here on The Reality Check. And it, it is about homelessness and it is about the those very few fine steps that, that can happen and few things that can happen before you find yourself as christian was just saying just in a forest with nothing nothing at all i want to come over to you tj if that's okay now yes, uh, we we sort of met just a couple of weeks ago when we very first started talking and i've got to be honest with you uh, i think your energy blew me away really um but you were you were talking that it was only 18 months ago and you you were homeless yourself and yes. now you are actually supporting and working with other homeless people yes um all credit due to christian really if uh, i mean I, I always talk about all the time how just meeting him on the streets as you saw us there my first time i was out here on the streets and then obviously i was hungry and it was due um the, the, the time of the pandemic as well. I just sort of walked up to him. Guy was friendly and warm, asked him for a sandwich. I had a sandwich and a cup of coffee. And it all started from there, really. I could say that was the beginning of my journey. Give me a pamphlet. Obviously, not a lot was happening during the uh, the pandemic. Yeah. But he went back to Emmaus. This is what I found out later. Two, three days later, I jumped into a taxi and I was at Emmaus. Wow. So tell, tell us about Emmaus then. So what, what is that? Um, it's in Carlton. It's a place where, I know, we do social enterprise. The place sort of runs itself, really. It's a charity mm -hmm. where we've got lots of companions, people that do contribute and actually live there and work there. Wow. Um, there's people that have been, you know, out homeless or people that have had problems with addictions and all that. There is quite a lot of help that you can get from that place. Um, so what, what, what is it that you do? Because I know that you come out here into Northampton Town Centre every Wednesday. And, and Glenn and I have been walking past you for, for mm. the, the longest of times and we're seeing you there. So what is it that you do here in Northampton Town Centre on a Wednesday? Basically what we do is... Um, we do help out with the guys that are homeless, feeding them, um, trying to encourage people that are also on the street to sort of come over to Emmaus and give it a go, really, okay. and mm -hmm. see what we do and see the amazing change. I think I am testimony to that, really, yeah. as to what has happened to me. I was down and out. Okay. And if it wasn't because of this place, and obviously meeting Christian on the same thing that we're doing now, I'm sort of giving back. Um, it, it's been an amazing journey. Yeah, I, I actually love the concept. And, the, you know, what we try to do here on the Reality Jack, it's paying it forward and taking it back when you need it. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it's, it's that equal thing, isn't it? So what happened that, that you, you got to become homeless? Uh, like m most stories, uh, it was a breakdown in relationship. I had a home, I had a job, and uh, 
<laughs> I'm a plasterer by trade, general builder really. I've been working for quite a long time. Things didn't work well with me and my partner. I've got two kids that I don't see now and just talking about it now really gets to me. Mm. However, yeah, I'm okay. in a good place. Um, okay. You're I'm okay. in a good place. I mean, I have to be uh, selfish in my recovery really. And I know one of these days I will uh, get to see my kids again. I'm, I'm in a good place. These are tears of joy and, mm -hmm. and pain at the same time. I'm in a good place. That's all I can say. And thanks to your mayor's village, Colton. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You know, sharing your story and actually feeling your passion and your, your sorrow and your joy here. You know, I really want to thank you for that. It really is amazing. Thank you. What is it that you want to move on to from here now then? From here, the sky is the limit. I am clean, free from drugs and alcohol. Um, I've learned quite a lot. I'm purpose-driven. I just want to help others and continue the work that we're doing. I want to say that, you know, in the studio today, um, we've got emotion, and it is true, true emotion. And TJ was just explaining about his circumstances and, and actually started to feel that emotion to sort of rise and, and, and you let it out. And I want to say thank you for that. Because I also know that being on the streets, it's really difficult, isn't it, to, to actually feel that deeper sense of sorrow and let that out because it's a tough old world out there when you're homeless. It's not easy, Nigel. When you're on the street, you're a totally different person. It, it, it's what you become. Mm. You are not in touch with your feelings. You've got this wall around you. You just protect yourself. But deep down inside, there's something. You look in the mirror, you're like, who am I looking at? You don't recognize yourself. And you don't want to be there. But somehow mm. you just carry on. Part of you doesn't care because that's where you are. There's nothing else but now. At that time, that's all you're dealing with. You're thinking of your next fix. Nothing else matters. Whatever happens to me, it don't matter. And then you realize... In fact, there's actually help out there. There's people that do care. There's been a few people out there, you know, that will promise you things and say, oh, I'll come and see you. But just that little bit of a promise makes all the difference for yeah, you, know, yeah, even yeah. though it doesn't materialize at times. Yeah. But just knowing that there could be help coming there. But if only we can keep our promises, speak to someone homeless out there, find out why they are there, just give them a little bit of time. You'll be surprised with the stories that they come up with mm. and so what, what sort of help you can give them. Not everybody who's out there is bad. There's a reason why people are the way they are mm. on the street. It's that stigma attached to it. Forget about it. Just give that person a chance and talk to them. Mm. Find out why, what it is and why, how you can help them. Of course. So for you, because again, I'm a great believer that not all heroes wear capes. You know, but but for you, Christian is your hero. Then this is, is the guy that sort of saved you, my man, brought you into the fold, <laughs> yes. and and allowed you to to regrow. Really, definitely, Christian Emeas. Uh, he was the stepping stone to my recovery and where I am today. I walk with my head up. I look forward to coming out on the streets and sharing my story. Especially now, I've got a big smile. I'm I'm 14 mm. stone now. When I was on the streets, I was I, was, I went down to 11 stone. 
Wow, okay. You know? Okay. Because you look good now. Oh, thank you. You look really good. And you've got a beaming <laughs> you. smile on your face. Appreciate it's, that. It's really... It's, it's interesting. It's hard to take on board that only as little as 18 months ago... It's amazing. That, that you, you were as in such a terrible situation as that you were. Very much so. It's amazing. There's so much that happens there. We have a gym... There's a lot just being on on the floor dealing with customers. You get to meet so many people. Just recently, I met a lad from um, Christians Against Poverty. What a lovely lady! Yeah, you know, you meet all sorts of people and people that encourage you, people that want to see you grow. And this is what I'm about. I'm yeah. purpose driven. I want to help everyone. You know, this is it. Wow, wow. Nothing is going to stop me. I think there, 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 is, there aren't many benefits of being homeless, I don't think. But one of the biggest benefits that I personally found is that I found me. Yes. You know, because you, you, you have nothing more really when, when, you, when you're out there. And, and particularly when you're coming back out of them circumstances, you actually start. Because like when you said you look at yourself in the mirror and you think, who's that? Yeah. I, I distinctly remember going into a public toilet one day and looking and thinking, that's not me. Indeed. That you don't like what you me. see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you realize now I've got to do something. But when you're down and you're out, there's nowhere else to go but up. Wow, and, and that, that's, that's the big thing. The only way is up, you know. And yes. it's, it's it's unfortunate we haven't got the song, but what a great song <laughs> yeah, that would have been. Dead, the yeah. only way is up, but yes. we will be back. Uh, we have got a real, real interesting conversation going on, and something that we've just been mentioning is that you guys are going to come back and we're going to do a full podcast. You know, and we're going to try and get some of the guys that you work with to come in and and to share with our listeners exactly what is it like today. You know, uh, on the day of the recording, of what is it like to be homeless today? Because I think that's going to be really, really powerful. Because part of what the show is, and we keep on saying this, is paying it forward and really sharing with as many people as we can what are the circumstances, what are their stories, and more importantly, how can they pay it forward as well. So, Steve, I want to come to you if that's okay. So, how long have you been involved with this? Um, actually, my first time at Emmaus was probably around about five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in and out two or three times because I've managed to find employment um, working on outreach in Bedford first. I did a year okay. there. And then I did a year in Luton as well. Um, those contracts ran out and then I went to work in a warehouse. And then unfortunately at Christmas, um, we all received a text as uh, it's called a lollop. It's a low-reach truck that we use in the warehouses, and they laid us all off. Wow! So I couldn't pay and that my rent. Was, that was at Christmas. That was at Christmas. Yeah, we'd worked up to the Christmas Eve, and then we all got a text on the twenty-seventh in the morning saying that we weren't required. Wow! So wow, yeah, wow. so it was a case of I wasn't going to be able to pay my rent, and there was no jobs going around at that time. And so you you automatically then became homeless. I, I would have become homeless. Yeah, I'd got to the end of my rent. I didn't have the money for the next month. So fortunately, I have got that relationship with Emmaus and I got in contact with them. And yeah, luckily, I managed to get, get back in. Get back into it. And so yeah. what, what is it that you do now then? You, you're working with homeless people too, of course. But how, what is exactly that you do? What, in Emmaus? Yeah, or? yeah. yeah. Um, Emmaus, I normally work in what we you could 
probably call it a, a sorting area. So basically, okay. the donations that come in, mm -hmm. we're doing all the pre-sorts and the logistics ready for the shops, and it's all the distribution to the dis different areas. Right. So, so you have shops as well, then? Yeah, we've got shops on site. We have um, a boutique where all the clothing, jewellery, that kind of thing. Um, Christian has his big furniture shop. Um, it's going to be even bigger soon um, because we're going to uh, revamp our chapel, which is going to give us uh, more workshop space. Uh, okay. In there. And we have a bistro and a bric-a-brac shop, which does music and okay. all sorts of things. I, I, I think we need to go. We need to get down there, yeah, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. It's funny, actually, because TJ FaceTimed me yesterday, um, and, and so I could see in the background you were in, like, a woodworking shop, and I was like, I wasn't sure where it was. And you said about, you know, we've got to get down there with, yeah, with the mics. and Absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll definitely need to do that. So, and, and, and do you, you live there now? Yeah, we, we all live on site, all the companions, so you work and live on site, so it's quite good for going to work in the morning and going home, yeah. it takes you about 35 seconds. That's brilliant. That is amazing. <laughs> Which is good, but yeah. So, describe what is it like in a maze for people that have, have got no idea what it's like to be homeless, what yep. it's like to sort of not have the things that a lot of people take for granted, like food in their tummy and a roof over their head. What yep. is it like to live at a maze? I mean, for me, on a personal level, it's if you've got the right state of mind, it's no, there's no real difference between you private renting a room somewhere and going to work every morning. Mm. You've still got all your freedom, things like that. Once you finish work, at the end of that day, you're free to do what you want to do. Wow. Obviously, okay. we've got rules on site, you know, especially around drink and drug use, that kind of thing. It's not, to, it's not tolerated on site. Mm. Okay. But in general, you can go and do what you want and go away for the night, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a good place to work. Um, the work's not... I don't think there's anything on site that's going to break you as such as far mm -hmm. as work goes. And a lot of it, you know, if you've got a particular skill or vocation, whatever, that can be encouraged, especially if it's something that's part of the retail side or even, like, Christian's very good. Um, he's woodworking, he's upcycling, all that kind of thing. Mm. So that's something that he can get heavily involved in. And, yeah, there's lo lots of different things. Okay, well, we, we're going to come back because I also want to talk to you a little bit about how, how people can get involved with you, you know, because th there is always going to be that need. They're always going to be needing for people to come in, help, support and get involved. And today we have got a subject that is so close to not just my heart, but everybody that's in the studio's heart, which is homelessness. Now, guys, you've been talking about a lot of the things about your own lives, your own circumstances around why you became homeless and what it was. We're definitely going to get you back in to do this, this longer podcast where we can really get into that and start mm -hmm. to figure out what is going on and how it happened for you. One of the things that I wanted to explore just a little bit more is, is this place that is called Emmaus. Have I got that right saying that? Yes, Emmaus. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you got it right. Okay, so just a little bit more about this maze. And I know it's down in Colton in Bedford. But what exactly is it big? Is it a big house? Is it? Is it? I don't tell me about it. It is uh, quite a massive place. Here. We've got three blocks of flats where the companions live, and we've got shops that are sort of dotted around the place. Basically, the only way 
best way to describe it is like a charity shop on steroids. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the best way to describe that, where we are. A charity shop on steroids. I really yeah, like yeah, that. Brilliant. I really like the way that is. I like to use a mini village. Uh, yeah, mini village, yeah. <laughs> wow, wow. So, and, and, and Christian, you, you are quite heavily involved with the whole thing, but you, you're also into recycling, the woodworking side of that. What, what, what do you do? Yeah, I'll just basically take... Um, junk metal old musical instruments to turn them into lights and uh, right. raise money that way and that money that we raise through sort of like the upcycling of furniture and lights goes towards the rucksack stomp and what, so what, what is the rucksack 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 stomp <laughs> what is that that's what we come out and do in Northampton and Wellenborough Wednesdays and Thursday nights right uh, okay. so that's what we see you doing with the yeah because originally when it first started off we used to go with rucksacks on yeah, and go around yeah. the cemeteries and waste ground. Wow. And then yeah, the numbers yeah. got so big where we used to park, we ended up just setting up tables there. Right. Yeah, yeah. Then obviously the numbers were hitting sort of like 70, 80 wow. pre COVID. What? Wow. Mm. Which gives you a, I mean, it gives you an idea of the scale of the issue here mm. that we're talking about. And now it? we're just looking between 20 and sort of like 30 on a wow. permanent basis now. See, and again, there are lots of questions that I, I, I want to ask, but I want to just jump in there with the COVID. You know, um, and what happened during COVID where everybody was in restrictions and they, they couldn't go out? What happened with homeless people at that point? Um, well, we, we was, well, I was fighting hard to come out, but I could understand the reason why they stopped us doing what we was doing because mm. obviously there's vulnerable people back at our Emmaus, you know, with health, and yeah. health issues. Of course. So if we happen to pick up a strain or something, bring it back into the community. That's the whole place. And it wipes out the whole community. I can understand that. Yeah, but yeah, in my yeah. head, I'm thinking, well, we want to serve those who are suffering most. Yeah, yeah. The people on the streets. Because that must but have been really tough. It was. Know, being being yeah. on both sides. You yeah. guys supporting homeless people and the guys that are homeless because then the, the support just gets withdrawn completely. Exactly. And they haven't yeah. got the footfall as well of people that would normally, you know, support chat to them yeah, and support yeah, them yeah. And, and, you know, yeah. Gosh, so yeah. that was a difficult time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, really difficult. Yeah. So, so things are things are getting better then, you know. Because how long has Emmaus been been around now? Well, in the UK, it's been thirty. Cambridge is the oldest one in thirty years. Um, Emmaus Carlton's twenty two. Yeah, twenty three. Twenty three wow. years, and there's basically thirty communities. Wow. In the UK. So this is right the way across Yeah, the from UK. Glasgow down to Brighton, Dover. So they're scattered all over the place. So how many how many homeless people would you estimate to be in the UK at the moment? Any ideas? I don't know, because I don't believe the numbers that are reported on the course, TV, yeah, I'm yeah. afraid. Of course. <clears throat> Guys, listen. First and foremost, I want to say complete and utter respect, not just to you, but the guys that you are actually working with as well and working for. I want to say thank you so much for coming in and sharing your stories. Mm. You know, and, and for all listeners out there, Christian, I'm just going to leave the, sort of the last few bits for you. What would you say to people out there that want to get involved? Um, well, we get a lot of people that come up to us like you did yep. and say, can we help in any way, which that's nice, but because there's quite a few of us, but... In Wellenborough, we deal with a lot of people that are housed but struggling to buy food. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we have donation points within our charity shop mm -hmm. where people can donate pasta, tin food, etc. And we can take that out, cereals. Okay. And we act as like a food bank in Wellenborough. Right. But in Northampton, it's not so much. Okay. So... 
Well, what we're going to do, we're definitely going to get you back. We're going to share your website details on our site yeah, anyway. Well, yeah. And we're going to sort you out. TJ, you want to quickly say? Yeah. I, yeah, 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 sure. Can I just mention quickly before we go? Um, we are always looking for volunteers at the Mayor's uh, Village Council. So please, if you do have any time, you spare a couple of hours, an hour, whatever time you've got, you don't need no training. If you need any training, You'll you will be trained. Me. So please wow. come right. and see us. Come spend some time with us and see the good work that we do. Wow. Amazing. Guys, thank you so, so much. Yeah, Julie, thank again, thank you so much. Uh, all the best for tonight. We will pop along on the way through. And I will talk to you very, very soon on the podcast. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you very thank you. much, guys. Thank you. Thank you.